Welcome to the Nobody Told Me That podcast. My name is Teresa Duncan, and my goal is to share information that you probably weren't thinking about. I love preparing my friends for situations that may come completely out of the blue. I also want to share with you many of the tidbits I picked up over the years. If you absolutely have to tune out before the end of the show, make sure you check out the show notes for more details and information on today's topic. And thank you so much for making me a part of your day. back with another episode of Nobody Told Me That. And I have one of my very dearest friends, Dana Johnson with me. Hey, Dana. Hey, Teresa. Super excited. I'm always excited to talk to you. It's nice to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I mean, we keep up with each other, obviously, because Kevin Henry is your husband and Kevin is my podcast brother. So I'm kind of like your sister-in-law. You just don't know it, I guess. I know. I know. Kind of. You know, maybe that's we should have a nickname for each other. <laughs> <laughs> we should. You're wife one and I'm sort of wife two, right? I remember when Kevin and I first met, you were the road wife. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I was the road wife. Yeah, because that's it's the only time I saw Kevin yeah. and Norman would be like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have Kevin with me. Yeah. He's like, oh good. You know, so <laughs> Kevin was the road husband. Yeah. That was really funny. But you're my go-to, one of my, one of my top go-tos for Dentrix. You've always been you're a Dentrix trainer extraordinaire. You're the owner of a company called Navoni, mm-hmm. which is a membership company for Dentrix. You know, I can't even count how many people I've sent your way because first of all, it's an amazing resource. We'll get into that a little bit more just because I know it comes up uh, how many experts you bring in and all the classes that you offer and all of that. So we'll definitely talk about that. But usually when I get a bat signal from people on stuff that's going on. I'm like, oh, we got to bring people on to talk about it. And you said there's been some stuff going on recently that you, you're you like, I, I got to talk about this. What's yeah. going on? You know, so it actually turned out that my my recent blog that I wrote kind of stewed from all of this. You know, I've been getting, whenever I get emails or member questions about, you know, I hired a new associate and I need to pay them on collections or I need to know how to how to pay them commission or you know my ledgers are not accurate so I've been hearing that a lot and then when I actually get an email from one of my consultant friends then I know it's like not only just a big deal in my circle but it's a big deal in the whole country so then that's when I usually would write an article or I would do a podcast or you know I would do some kind of a tip sheet or resource for that topic. So it was actually a great time of year because my blog article ended up being weeding the garden <laughs> because you're keeping your ledgers clean is like weeding the garden. It's just part of that natural management routine that all offices need to go through. And another thing that's come up for me recently was I've had like three brand new Dentrix conversions in the last couple of months. When the ledgers come over into Dentrix from the previous software and they're a mess, then oh, you're no. you're like, well, it's not just Dentrix. It's the humans that are causing this problem. And so I think we have to kind of look at the human aspect and the software aspect and kind of see where where the breakdown has been. You know, it's unfortunate that it's such a really critical system. And I say this because 
if you take your eye off the ball, it really can go badly so quickly. And that's why it's so important to, to keep an eye on it. It kind of sucks though, because it's a lot of work to keep up on the ledgers, the receivables and all of that. But yeah, if it goes bad, it's one of those compounding problems. So let me ask you about the conversion thing. Is it better for someone to try to fix the problem? Say they have somebody competent. Yeah. Is it better to fix the problem before the conversion or just dump it and let let someone try to weed through it? What's the best thing to do? So a lot of times what we'll recommend is if they're converting from another software into Dentrix, sometimes we'll recommend that they don't even bring their accounts receivable over. Okay, so run a separate system, a parallel system just for the billing. Yeah, so what we'll sometimes recommend is that they manually enter in their accounts receivable just to start Dentrix off with a clean slate. That has worked really well for some offices. Now, if they're not willing to do that, then... It's pretty easy to fix it in Dentrix. The process is very simple. It's a monotonous task. It's relatively simple to do. I've taught many people how to do it, and I've, then I've taught people how to manage it. But I think what we have found, or at least it's really come to light over the past several months, is how offices just don't have a system for it. You know, one thing that you and I were talking about earlier was COVID really shed the light on our lack of systems and really shined a light on the pitfalls of things that people kind of overlooked. I think they just swept things under the rug and then all of a sudden it's like, wham, now, you know, I'm noticing all these things that I didn't notice before. I had a a lot of doctors who came to me and said, I have no cash. Like everything's on my insurance accounts receivable, my regular accounts receivable. One poor girl, she was trying to sell her practice because she COVID made her realize she didn't want to be a practice owner anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, when she went to sell her practice, she ran the reports for probably the first time in her career. Yeah, That was a total mess. And and basically her CPA said, if you sell as is, you're going to lose so much money. You've got to fix this. And that was really, really sad to hear. Mm. So you're seeing the same thing, like people just realizing this report hasn't been run. Yeah. Is it because the systems weren't there in the beginning or is it because now, does it because Brenda left? What's going on there? You know, I think that it's a few different things. When offices were closed, you know, back in April and May, and then June came about, back then I was getting calls from doctors. Doctors were calling me and saying, okay, well, I'm all of a sudden forced into learning how to run my reports because I don't have a team right now. They're all furloughed. And right now someone has to run the reports and I guess it's going to be me. (laughs) I was online teaching doctors how to manage their accounts receivable. That opened their eyes to oh my gosh, why haven't I had my thumb on the pulse of my practice? That was an eye-opener for a lot of doctors, which I had so much fun teaching doctors how to run reports in Dentrix. It was probably one of the best couple of months I had. I mean, just spending quality time with doctors on learning the reports was really fun. Then the team started trickling back in, right? Then we could hire our team back in. And the doctors were like, okay, well, this is what I learned. And now these are the systems that we have to have in place. Beautiful. Then it was team training. Then it was, okay, why didn't you have these systems in place before? 
And I think a lot of people thought they did. People get kind of stuck in their ways. So then it was a lot of team training, learning about the systems and getting the accounts receivable back on track and cleaning up the ledgers. I think a lot of people had a lot of time off because they still weren't busy. So cleaning up the ledgers was a project that a lot of offices did. And now what I'm seeing, and I think this might be a new thing, is now we're having a lot of new team members come into dentistry because, as you know, some people did leave dentistry and and are not coming back. We have new team members coming into dentistry that may not have ever been in dentistry before. Maybe they're coming in from banking or maybe they're coming in from retail. They're looking at the ledgers or the reports and they're like, what the heck is going on? You know? They're looking at these reports with these fresh pair of eyes. Right. And they're like, I can't make this make sense out of this at all. Help me understand what's going on with this ledger. Help me read it. It's just this really interesting phenomenon happening right now that people are are now understanding how important it is to have a clean ledger, why it's important, how it affects the reports. That's why I wrote the blog and are building courses on these topics to help people identify the issues and how to fix them and and how to have best practices. And it's been really fun for me because these are, this is what I love to do. Yeah. Just being able to have resources available for these teams has been really great. So the interesting thing about training doctors, you know, same thing, like what you were saying, it was mostly doctors I was talking to. Mm -hmm. I have never been so busy with consultations and stuff. Yes. What I love, just like you did, is the advice I gave was landing and they were wanting to do it. Whereas sometimes when you go into an office and train, the wall may not be very high, but there's always a wall there. And so you got to let them know, you know what you're talking about. Come on, trust me. But these doctors were like, teach me. They were sponges. Yes. One thing I think I am, I got actually was amazed how many times, like I needed to buy stock in whatever company I was recommending. It was online payments because oh, yeah. I would say probably 50% of the doctors were not taking payments online. And I would say, well, that's one of the things we got to fix. And he's like, oh, and I said, is there any reason why you are not taking online payments? And he said, I, they basically were all like, I don't, I didn't know that I could, I didn't know. And it was because of team members that didn't want to implement something new or they weren't staying current because, you know, if it, I learned about online payments in my office, I would have been on it. For sure. For sure. That's so easy. You want to pay me in the middle of the night? Yeah, let's do it. You want to text me money? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yes. So it was easy to do that. And it was easy to implement electronic claims. Some doctors still were, you know, well, I hear that they get lost. I'm like, well, you know, mailman sometimes takes a break and drops some things. You never know. You never know. Exactly. But the beauty about you teaching directly to dentric customers, because like when I'm speaking in a class, I don't know what software they have. I obviously I can't know. Right. So I'm speaking generally and I just am hoping the concept lands so that they can implement it. But the beauty for you is that, you know, that they probably have the screen open in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, even on just your webinars, not your individual trains, but the webinars, like, you know, they have the screen open and they can land. So Dentrix yeah. people, if you're out there and you need that, I mean, Navoni is definitely for you, but your blog is something everyone can learn from. Yeah. And we'll link that because it's so timely that people need to have these nice, clean ledgers. One time I ran an insurance aging report for a solo doctor and it was like 
300 pages. Oh my God. 300 pages. And it was like, you know, 80% over 60 days. And it was like, he was like, I, I had no idea. But the initial call was, I have no cash. I don't know what's going on. And the girl was like, well, I didn't, you know, I, I thought you just filed it and then they got paid. Like there was no system, oh, right? I so, yeah. <laughs> I know. What is the protocol then when you get this call where you're like, okay, I, you know, I don't know, fix it. What's the first <laughs> thing you think? That's probably what some people are like. My situation is so unique, which God love them. It's typically not that unique. No, it's usually not that unique. <laughs> I got to You know, I want to explain it to you. So first things first, if I just say, oh my God, you need to fix it. What's your triage process? <laughs> well, I know, I know they want you to just wave a magic wand over their, their software and then yep. it magically fixes itself. I think the first thing that, that I always do that I always have to do is give them, they have to know why it's important. Okay. They have to understand why is that important for me? You can't just go in and say, you know, my way is, is the only way and you need mm -hmm. to do it my way. You, you can't just go in and do that. So I always try and find out from whoever I'm, I'm working with, why is this new system important? And I have to find out, you know, what are their challenges? So it's either me trying to find out, tell me about your day. Are you stressed? Do you, are you running late? Do you have five things going at the same time and you don't know which one to start first? Okay. And then try and get them to understand if we create some kind of a weekly protocol, okay, then we can start to put these tasks in these buckets. And then you can work on these, these tasks or these buckets, you know, on Tuesday, and then this bucket is on Wednesday, and this bucket's on Thursday. There are so many weekly tasks that need attention. And so a lot of team members are like, I just don't have time to do that. I'm like, great. You know, then we have to think about, okay, if you don't work this task, then these are the consequences that could happen. You know, there might be three admin team members. And I first I want to and identify what their role is, why these tasks are important to their role, and then try and help create a workflow, you know, because you have to learn how to create time in your day to have uninterrupted time to work these tasks. Because if you don't work the accounts receivable, then you don't get paid. Right. <laughs> you don't get a paycheck. That's still such a basic thing that yeah. obviously people that are listening to this podcast understand that, but new team members just don't get that yet. If you don't collect money, you don't get paid. If you don't work the scheduling reports, then the schedule's not full, then you're not producing. If you're not mm -hmm. producing, you don't get paid. If you don't get paid, you don't get a paycheck. It makes sense to me. This trickle down effect. So, you know, I think that's kind of where I come from is before I teach them the how to, I have to teach them the why it's important. Is it common though that you actually are going into an office that's appropriately staffed? Usually if I go into an office, like in office, mm -hmm. not only do I have the membership, which is all online and on demand and things like that, but I also go in offices. And usually if I go in an office, they're, they're usually appropriately staffed. Mm -hmm. um, so they're usually full, full staff. So I am hearing a lot when I do online, it's because they're training like a, a spouse. Oh, okay. Like the doctor's spouse is now stepping in because they're short staffed. 
And so I'm doing some remote training with a, with a spouse or maybe a, um, you know, somebody that they're pulling out of retirement or something, you know, so sometimes <laughs> somebody's just filling in and they need some quick one-on-one training. I would be so mad if my boss called me out of retirement <laughs> to come back to work. I, know. I would be there, but I would, I would totally complain. I know. <laughs> I have had that happen. I remember I was working with this one lady and she, she retired in September. The doctor called her back out of retirement. She goes, just going to work for him for a couple of days a week. But I know that there was a new Dentrix update. So just bring me up to speed. <laughs> Poor thing. I know. I couldn't say no to him, but oh my gosh, I yeah. remind him of it every minute. Or what about your spouse? You know, so here's the funny thing with spouses. Yeah. And I feel like I can talk about this because I've worked with dental spouses so much. The ADOM dental spouse business group I've been involved with since the beginning. And so they're near and dear to my heart. There's always two sets of dental spouses. There's the ones that come up in the office and they become the dental spouse, right? (laughs) Then there's the other ones where they are obviously taking a role in the office. But what usually happens there is it's not like anybody grows up and says, I want to run my spouse's business. That usually doesn't happen. So they get really kind of pulled in from whatever industry they're in. And so a lot of it is I'm really smart in my old career. Like some of them are pharmacists, doctors, yeah, you know, accountants. I was really good at my old career. And now I have to come here and I don't know what I'm reading. And I'm, they're looking at an EOB and it looks like Latin to them. Yeah. You know, it's funny you brought that up. I do think we're seeing a lot more spouses coming in. Yeah. The private Facebook group that I'm in with the ADOM spouses there's a lot more spouses coming in and it's Mm -hmm. because they can't find good team members. Exactly. The turnover piece, definitely I want to talk about. So let's put a pin in that. We could talk about that for a long time. Mm -hmm. But the Dentrix thing, if you have somebody that's willing and able and listening to you, what is that like about a month to two months to get them to a comfortable position where you can maybe not have them under such a microscope? What do you normally see? Definitely a couple months, I think. You know, I have an onboarding guide that I use. I know that offices are short staffed right now and they don't really want to put somebody through an onboarding protocol because it's Mm -hmm. time consuming. They really want to just throw somebody off the cliff and hopefully they land in a net. They need somebody on the front line right now. But if you throw somebody on the front line, they're not properly trained or they're not properly onboarded they're going to become overwhelmed and then you're going to lose them. Right. Why not take eight weeks or six weeks to properly onboard that person and then you have them for a lifetime, possibly. My onboarding guide, people might look at it and think it's like I have three eyes. (laughs) I really want my new team members to observe for a long time. I like like to have them observe an appointment, like sit in on on a hygiene visit and see what happens, especially if they've never been in dentistry. You know, if you're bringing somebody in from banking and they've never been in dentistry, you know, they don't even know the terminology. You know, so you have to teach them terminology and you have to teach them the workflow and watch, have them sit in on a consultation, have them sit in on a treatment plan presentation before you throw them out to the sharks and <laughs> and have them try and schedule an appointment. I really think that onboarding is so critical because we can teach them the software. Mm-hmm. We can't teach them personality. We can't teach them respect. We can't teach them how to treat people with kindness. So I want want them to get a feel for the culture in the practice first. And I know that's a completely another podcast topic. 
I would love to start a charm school, wouldn't you? Oh my gosh, for sure. It's terrible out there. Oh my. Not just in dentistry, but like my medical office. And I know the manager, like he <laughs> knows better, but he can't control these people. Like I know and what they wear and oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, but if you have scrubs that accommodate low rise, you know, if it's low rise scrub, <laughs> I can't help you. Stop with the whale tail. Stop with the muffin top. <laughs> so it's actually a good thing all this PPE is now required because now I don't have to stare at your too tight scrubs, right? <laughs> I know. Isn't that terrible? That's I terrible. know. Yeah. You know, so I think we were, we were talking about, you know, how long does it take to bring them up to speed? And listeners, I just have to interrupt. This is how Dana and I talk. I go completely <laughs> off topic and then she gently brings me back on. This is our dynamic. I love it. I knew she was going to bring me back. That's why I just went off on the topic. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's me, the systems girl, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, yes, we were talking about the time it takes. Yeah. I think it does take a couple months to really bring somebody up to speed. So you have to really fully invest. And that's another reason why I love our on-demand resources is because your new team member can, you know, watch the videos on their own time. They can watch little snippets and then practice in the software, watch another quick video, practice in the software, you know, so such a great way to, to bring somebody on by giving them little snippets of, of information and then they can master it. It's too overwhelming if you just put them in front of the computer and oh say, hey, God. open the Dentrix manual. And that's how you and I learned though, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, they installed Dentrix. I had one day of training yeah. and she was great. But when she left, I was like, this is still, like, I still don't know what she said. What did she oh, say? <laughs> I know. I know. When I, when I first installed Dentrix in my practice in 2003, all we had was like the 1200 page manual. And one day of training, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> You're not kidding about that manual. That manual is was like a brick. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was huge, you guys. It was huge. It was like four Bibles. Right. <laughs> it was huge. So now, now we use them to prop up our laptops when we're doing <laughs> Zoom calls. <laughs> but that was really completely out, out of control that they expected yeah. A new person who's trying to get their feet wet, trying to answer the phone, walk out a patient to read this huge, huge manual. I mean, what else could you do though? Back then there was no online, there was no webinars. It no. was just, and by the way, here's updates that are going to come on big old CDs that you're going to have to install and shut everything down. Oh yeah. my goodness. Those were the days. No, now you think about it. Okay. So now there are so many resources out there and now I feel like people are getting wrong information a lot of times, mm -hmm. which is another reason why I started Navoni. I'm seeing all of this awful stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it also I see when I used to be in the Dentrix user group, I mean, I would see a lot of wrong answers. You know, now that I'm not in the group, I can't go in there and correct people's wrong answers. Yeah. And so there's a lot of misinformation out there. Another thing that comes from like messy ledgers and wrong reports and stuff like that is they're, they're seeing it or hearing it from someone in a group that's giving them wrong information because that person was trained wrong or that person mm -hmm. was never trained and they learned it on their own. So it's just the spiral effect sometimes. Let's go back to messy ledger though. So when you say messy ledger, you're talking about regular accounts, receivable, 
but also insurance aging. Let's stick to just accounts receivable for just a second. Yeah. What's a big mess up there that's like amazingly hard to fix if you don't catch it right away? What's one big mess up they can have there? So I see what I see a lot is where offices are not allocating the payment to the correct patient and the correct provider. Like if there's four kids, payments just get entered into whatever. Yeah. So like, oh my God, it makes my, like, I just had a heart attack just thinking right? about it. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's say that mom and the three kids come in today for uh, their checkup and cleanings and, you know, dad is the head of household. And let's say they, their total balance today is $500 and mom gives you a check for $500 and they post the check to the head of household, to the dad. So now the dad has a $500 credit balance. And then the kids' accounts aren't paid off at all. And maybe the ending family balance is zero. But if you look at the little Timmy's ledger, you know, it looks like Timmy owes you $150. And then if you go look at a provider AR totals report, then it looks like, you know, your hygiene production is not ever getting paid off. And then your doctor has a million dollar credit balance. So that's probably one of the most common things I see is offices that don't allocate the payment to the correct patient, to the correct provider. I mean, just think about if you have to sort through that ledger, mm -hmm. it's going to take you hours. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You said you get calls from doctors saying that they need to pay their associates. And stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tie that together so people will understand why, why that all is connected? Yeah, it's all connected. So there's a report in Dentrix called the Provider AR Totals Report. It's one of my favorite reports in Dentrix, especially if you have providers who you are paying on production or paying them on collections, mm -hmm. because it shows you the production being applied to your providers and the payments being applied to your providers. So for example, let's say uh, you have a, an associate who gets paid on collections let's say a patient comes in for checkup and cleaning, you don't allocate the payment to the correct providers. Let's say you allocate the payment to the patient's primary provider instead of the treating provider. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the patient comes in for a crown by this associate who gets paid on collections. So then the, the team member posts the payment. Now it, it's going to try and allocate that payment to a different provider other than the associate. Now the associate's going to get frustrated because, mm -hmm. so it's just the spiral effect when you're not allocating the payment to the correct patient and the correct provider. Just makes it so much cleaner for everyone involved. And especially another thing you, you mentioned earlier about if the practice is going to sell, like if the doctor yeah. is going to sell the practice and now they're running, have to run reports like for the bank, or for a broker, the provider AR totals report looks just wacky. Like mm -hmm. you have your primary provider has like this million dollar credit. And then your hygienists have these million dollar balances that the bank or the broker is going to go like, what is this? It just makes it confusing for everyone. The common pushback I hear when it's uh, maybe one one owner and one associate dentist is the team up front will say, well, it's just too much trouble. Like I just take a look at what they get paid on and, you know, or sometimes they just pay them on production or whatever. That's a totally different topic, but, but that's what I'll hear is, well, it, it's not that hard. 
because there's not that many of us. And I'm thinking, but it's fundamentals. It's the basics, right? So if you skip the basics just because it doesn't look that hard, then what happens when you scale, when you bring in a second associate or a third associate, and then everything's all a mess. But that sounds like torture to reallocate all of that. Do you just pick a day to start from scratch or do you have to go back and reallocate all of that? You would have to allocate all that ledger history. Mm -hmm. The really nice thing in Dentrix is that there is a new feature. I think it came about with G7, the first G7 upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, has this provider allocations credit balance manager. So nice. It's yeah. so nice. Oh my gosh. It just cut the time in half to keep your ledgers clean. With this new report, this new kind of task manager thing, then offices can just maybe do that like every day. Like I said, it's kind of like weeding the garden. You mm-hmm. just go in and you kind of do it every day or once a week or something like that, where you're just reallocating the ledgers and it makes it super simple. Now, if they have to fix it, like from, from scratch, like they've been using Dentrix for 10 years and they have to fix all these ledgers, then it's going to probably take a while, maybe hours to get it fixed. I refer out to a list of trainers that I refer to that love to do ledger cleanup. I'm telling you, it's a special person. <laughs> it is. I'm so glad there exists. They're like little minions, little ledger minions. They love it. They they just sit at home and they log into your computer and they can fix your ledgers and just, it's magical. So I refer to, a, I have a list of trainers that I refer to. So if you want my list, I can certainly send it to you. Cool. Then once your ledgers are clean, I mean, just think about how nice that would be if you ever had a family where, you know, maybe you have a parents that are divorcing and now you're mm-hmm. splitting that ledger apart and how clean that would be. And or if you have an 18 year old who's now becoming an adult and they want their own account, how if you take that child off of the family account, how clean that would be, mm-hmm. you know, so you just have to kind of think about the end game. What's the end game? The divorcing parents was where I realized how important allocation was. And this is pretty, I would say early on in my Dentrix career, I realized what a mess that could have been. Yeah. Over time, managers, you're going to have some messy divorces come your way. It's just going to happen. And you're going to have, well, I'm not paying for that. And you take that payment off and you put it over here. And I don't care if he sent you a check that goes to mine. And and, wow. So you're right if you have that situation, but (laughs) kids don't get off at 18. Dana, what are you talking about? It's 26 now. They're, They're on there till 26. What are you talking about? I don't know. I hope Noah's not that way. But you know what? If it happens, it happens. I don't. It could happen. You know, back in the day. Well, you know, my practice marriage, uh, I was married at 19. So I was actually, I was already, you know, working, had my own insurance by 19. So it could happen. You know, you don't see it as much anymore. But you know, it would be nice if I would just stop paying for a cell phone. Like maybe I'll do that one day. Maybe. The ledger piece, though, you said something about you could run this utility or this Mm -hmm. report daily. Yeah. What else are you running daily besides obviously deposit slip? Are you running your procedures not attached to insurance? Are you running, what's your frequency for probably say the most basic reports? Basic reports, definitely the uh, daily huddle is definitely a good go-to daily report. I love the daily huddle. And then definitely a day sheet because you have to balance out your day. Oh my gosh. In fact, Just yesterday, I got an email from an office 
there was a crown that showed up on a patient's ledger and they had no idea how it got posted to the ledger. And <laughs> random crown. Random crown. Well, <laughs> someone, someone on the clinical team had marked it as completed instead of treatment planned. Got it. So okay. it ended up on the ledger. And I'm like, well, if you were running a day sheet, you would have noticed it on your day sheet. Definitely daily is the daily huddle report, the day sheet, bank deposit. You mentioned the procedure is not attached. I mean, that's actually, it's funny you say that because it's actually not one of my favorite reports. It's a weekly report. Hopefully yeah. it takes like a minute. Yeah. There is this batch primary insurance claims that I do like to do either daily or weekly. So you just make sure that you don't miss any claims that should have been batched up. Okay. So those are like daily. There's really not a lot of things daily. Now, weekly, mm -hmm. then you're probably looking at your, you know, there's scheduling reports that you should be doing on a weekly basis. But mm -hmm. as far as ledgers and accounts receivable, you know, you definitely are doing the collection manager, your insurance aging report. Mm -hmm. So looking at those things and then, oh, well, daily could be billing. I like doing daily billing statements. Yeah, you and I are in total agreement on this. Yeah. And I know if you're listening and you're thinking daily, what are they talking about? We used to do it monthly. And I think that's really just because somebody said that's what we should be doing. There's yeah. no real reason for it, right? No, uh -uh. And we would take classes. Remember the classes where you would say you would send it out on this between the 5th and the 10th because people get their checks and there was like all these rules. And I was like, where did these people come up with it? I know. And then it started to shrink down to every two weeks. And honestly, Daily is the way to go. So yeah. you can step it. People don't don't freak out and think you can go straight to daily. If you're comfortable, go to weekly, then go to daily. And because, right, because as soon as you process the insurance checks, right, for part of your end of the day is... Send out statements. I mean, so everybody that's listening, you have to remember that your accounts are still on a 30-day on a billing cycle. They're, they're not getting daily statements. They're still on a 30-day billing cycle. And what that means is the the balance is aging, right? So that's how Dentrix ages your balances is on that cycle. That's what she means by that. It doesn't necessarily mean that your statements are on a cycle because I think sometimes yep. people get confused. Yeah. And so what, the, what it means is that patients or families are still just getting a statement every 30 days. You know, they're not getting a, a statement every day. It's just mm -hmm. that you run the statements every day and, and it'll pick up a couple of patients that haven't received a statement in the last month. It's in the settings. You can even say they haven't received something in 15 days or 18 yeah. days or 28 days or whatever you want the, the setting to be. What are you doing as far as date due? Because I've been really shrinking that. Like I've been shrinking that down to like 12 days, 10, oh, 12 I would days. even shorten it. Okay. I mean, I would say give them a grace period of like 10 days. Okay. That's the other big dinosaur myth is we used to give them 30 days to pay. Like if yeah. they haven't paid by the next time we do our billing, then it's overdue. But really our credit cards don't work that way. And go back to what you were talking about earlier was your electronic payments. Mm -hmm. Because now we can even send them an electronic statement. And it's beautiful. I mean, yes. you, could, you could shoot the patient a billing statement while they're standing at the counter and they, they get it right up on their phone. And then they can hit the pay now button and then just put their credit card info in. The, the office is paid instantly. It's beautiful. You know what my vet does? First of all, it doesn't allow me to come in yet because they still have these rules. I yeah. think they just don't want people in their office. But that's a different <laughs> story. And I appreciate that. I get where they're coming from. They call me and they say, you know, Inca's ready. 
can I send you the link to pay the bill? And I say, sure. And then they send Mm -hmm. me the link and then I can go in and get them. But what they're doing is telling me, here's the link to pay your bill, then come get your dog. Exactly. They're holding Inca hostage. They are. And I'm like, I want my dog. Let me pay that damn bill. I want my dog. I wish we could could hold people's teeth hostage, you know? For real, right? Like your teeth will be up front if you just pay your bill. Just (laughs) pay your bill and then you can claim your teeth. Like a McDonald's drive-thru. Go pay your bill at the first drive-thru and your teeth will be at the second, right? That'd be awesome. (laughs) Back to the, the billing. Yes, daily is highly recommended. And the other reason too, and I know Dana knows this inside out, is cash flow. Yeah. The sooner you send the statement out, the sooner you get paid for it. Exactly. So there's no reason to wait two weeks, a month, but you know, get it to where you're comfortable doing it. Yeah. The first couple batches, they're high volume. Sure. It levels out. Yeah, it levels out. I still see, I still hear about offices. They go, well, we do the A through K on oh. the first of the month. And then we do the L through R on the 10th. And I'm like, why do you do that? No, you don't have to do that. I remember doing that too, (laughs) way back in the day, because I sat in a class and somebody told me to do it. Right. I didn't know. And then one day I was like, this makes zero sense. We're on A through K, but I just got a payment from John Wilson. Yeah. I I need to build John Wilson. That's what I like to see is when managers start questioning these old, old things that we grew up with. And and then you got to make, get what works for your office. And that's really the beauty of what the dentists calling you are like, hey, I need to finally take control. And yeah, is it a lot of dentists or managers or both in Navoni? Both. In fact, we have a lot of team members. I typically see team members, you know, on the Ask the Experts, mm-hmm. but I see doctors taking the courses. <laughs> so, well, Great. it could be one reason why is because we give CE and they maybe they need a CE credit. But I love it when I see the doctors taking the courses because I know that they're interested in learning and they can kind of take them on the, you know, behind the scenes because nobody's really watching them. They can do right. it on their own time. They can do it on, you know, on the weekends. And then they can come back after taking a course and say to the team, hey, um, have you thought about this or, or have you ever run this report? You know, mm-hmm. I just love seeing the doctors take the courses because it shows me that they are educating themselves. So then they can either teach the team or have a team member take the course. So they're taking it first to make sure that it's quality, of course. Right. And then they can quiz them on it later. So well- well, so the, the new team members, let's bring that into play. And I know, again, oh, I yeah. told you we were going to go almost an hour. So let's wrap this up by talking okay. about the turnover real briefly, because we could just go on and on about this. How bad is the lack of team members that you're finding with offices you're working with? So I definitely, I definitely see the urgency when I get emails from doctors saying, you know, We've been looking for over six months. You know, if you hear anything, please let me know. So I, I hear the urgency in their voice. What I've been trying to do with offices that cannot find someone, I have an office up in Seattle, they just cannot find anyone. So then I'm helping them outsource some of these tasks that other, like someone else can remote in and do some of these tasks. And then trying to help the team members that are that are still in the office 
what are the most important tasks that that have patient contact? Because I wouldn't want to outsource something to someone that you don't have a relationship with where there's patient contact. You know, so you can outsource Mm -hmm. checking on insurance claims because, you know, I don't care if they have contact with the insurance company, but you might not want to outsource to somebody that would have patient contact. It's hard for me to know if there really is an urgency because I've just been, I've been hearing it. I don't really see it because I'm, I'm not like in, inside of a lot of offices right now. It seems like it's a small roar though, because like you said, we're getting, I'm getting requested in the Northern Virginia area. Like, do you know anybody? Please tell me, you know, someone. Yeah. I mean, all the ADOM chapters are saying that, gosh, we've been trying to hire somebody for months. Mm-hmm. they're all still surviving. They're all doing well. They're all, you know, their schedules are full. I think that they just want to be able to spread out those tasks too and not feel so overwhelmed. Well, sure. The burnout is incredibly it's big. So to combat that burnout, I'm excited. We're going to be at the ADOM conference together. <gasps> no, I'm so excited. So in September, and I'll put a link in the show notes for that because I think everybody should go to at least one so they can have some fun. Oh, yeah. Navoni will have their booth there. Yes, we will have a booth. We'll have some fun giveaways. In fact, I just met with the marketing company yesterday for our fun giveaways. Ooh, yeah. And usually people can find me there too, because in between my walks on the floor, I'm usually like, hey, Dana, what's going on? Can I take a load off and let me have a seat? Let me have a seat. Can I store my bag? Yeah. Can I store my bag under your booth? (laughs) (laughs) And you're always like, yeah, go ahead. Because I know you're talking to someone. So I'm like, oh, thank God I can put my feet up for a second. Because, you know, the heels and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so Adam should be a lot of fun. I think everybody's so excited to see each other again. Oh, I know, for sure. Are you there the whole time? You're giving a class, right? What class are you giving again? I am presenting uh, the three most common battles between the front and the back. Yeah. One of your marketing giveaways should be boxing gloves or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like a belt, like a championship or something. <laughs> that would be a good giveaway for the class. Yeah. So stop by the booth. And, uh, and what are you teaching during ADOM? You know, they have me running. <laughs> One class that I, I'm so glad they are like, yeah, let's do it, is my uh, preventing abuse and neglect class. Mm. So I'll be giving that uh, how to spot a- abuse and neglect in the office because office managers, you know, we, we see it too. We may not see it. We may not be staring over their heads like the clinical team, but we also see it too. And it's important to recognize. Then they've got me doing a full day insurance certification. I think I'm doing, I think two panels where I'm just moderating. Oh yeah. That's always good. Yeah. We will be there for the whole time and I'm, I'm excited. That's going to be, I think one of our first big conferences. So I'm excited. Kevin and I were just talking about how I haven't had an in and out burger in over a year and that's just not right. Maybe we'll do the uh, the Disney thing again. We've done we yeah. did that last time. That's true. Dana and Kevin, I went to Animal Kingdom yes. last time, and oh my that gosh, was that was so that, fun. It was a lot of fun. And Noah went with us. Did Noah go with us? Yeah, I think Noah and Noah was there. See, yeah. I don't even remember that Noah was there. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, yeah, because I've got pictures of of us doing like. Oh, a, he met us, didn't we? Do one day? Yeah, I think so. I think he met us there. Yeah, yeah. or have we done this a bunch of times? Yeah. I think we may have done this a bunch. I'm getting so confused. Okay, so see, guys, she really is one of my best friends. We like go places together and it's been so long we forget. (laughs) We forget where we've gone together. That's so true. I'm going to link Navoni. I'm going to link the blog post so that people can catch up with you and see what's going on there. 
anytime that you have something like another revelation or another like awakening in your emails, you definitely need to let us know so you can come back on and share it with us. I appreciate it. There's always some some tragedy that's happening that we need to overcome. <laughs> I know. Now we're used to it, right? So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And dear listeners, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We're all super busy. So thank you for making time for me today. The show notes will have any links that we referenced in this episode. You can also find links for my book and for my live events and webinar schedule. I speak often around the country on management and insurance issues. Come hang out with me in one of my classes. I promise you'll laugh and learn.